Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I am actually so interested, and he's already answering one of my first questions. I wanted to ask my next guest, Mr. Jason Bailey, if he's still a dipper at all, because <laughs> I am a dipper as well, too. Now, what is your choice of uh, dip or smokeless tobacco that, that you're using right now? Because I had to switch from copenhagen to grizzly why'd you switch well because of the price oh <laughs> yeah well it's in, in florida it's gone up i know uh i was just down there from you know i'm in georgia georgia the prices are still good they've gone up but you go like uh up north mm. oh my god i mean yeah you can't afford to dip or smoke it, like, <laughs> no last time i was in chicago uh there were like a somebody was with me and they're smokers and they went in to buy cigarettes and it was like ten dollars. Well, well, that's box. why that's why, you know, they they that guy um up there that, you know, the one that said, oh, I can't breathe or whatever, you know, selling the single cigarette. You remember the Lucy's? Everybody made a big deal about that because people would sell cigarettes like, you know, for a buck a piece. Not and, a bad idea. You make some money. Yeah. Yeah, make some money. Now, Jason, let's get into this. Now, you're up in Atlanta right well, now. Well, hold on. Let me answer your question first. Yeah. Uh, it, Skull okay. won't cut men extra. Oh, um, see, I'm sorry. I don't mean to call you, man. But that's, that's, that, that is, like, I've never been into the flavor dip, though. I just, so I've let me, never let me been you, into let, it. Let me tell you a story real quick. So, um, so. Well, I started, I'm 45. I started, it's all, by the way, anybody listening, don't, don't start dipping. It's horrible, horrible. Yeah, I wish I no, never, so, I hate it. I hate it. But I, but I enjoy it because it's ritualistic. It's like a heroin user. You know, I don't think all heroin users do it because they're chemically addicted to it. I think they do it to it because the ritual of tying off the arm and sitting down with your buddies and shooting up and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, 13 years old, freshman in high school, Sarasota, Florida. Uh, football player, just started playing, never played football in my life, part of this crew. It's like one o'clock in the morning. We're out drinking first week of freshman year. And um, this kid, Justin Bradford was his name. He goes, hey, dude, you want to dip? Never dipped in my life. Just thought I should because I'm a football player. So you're supposed to do it. Thought he opens a can of skull. I mean, they didn't have all the flavors at the time, but it was just, it was skull um, wintergreen. You know, and it was marinated in olive juice. And that was my first dip. And I was hooked ever since. 
And all my buddies did Copenhagen. I couldn't do it. Tasted like a football and it was too fine. And uh, especially with braces. So then I went to Skull Straight, which was the Skull version of Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, that's my backstory on, on how, and then I just never couldn't stop. I'm, I always, after a good meal, like you're, you're talking about being ritualistic, you know, after a good meal, putting in a dip every once in a while is just always so good though. I, 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 I think so. Or a car ride. Oh, a good car ride. Like if you know, mm. if you're going to go on yeah. one. Mm. Yeah, man. Now, right now you're up in Atlanta, uh, Bailey and Southside, correct? Yep. Uh -huh. it, now, now, how long have you been up in Atlanta? Because Atlanta is my favorite city. In the really? World. I, I um, love it. We, uh, so uh, July of 2013, I moved wow, up here. I left, you know, Tuttle and I know each other from our real radio days. And uh, I was, I was. Finishing night and then middays. Do you right. remember, do you remember that when Drew Garabo left and you were taking overnight, do you remember that they let me, they thought it would be funny. They let me host yeah. a week. That was night. a bit. That was, a, that was, oh, a, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, was a, a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh man, they gave this nerd, the intern nights. And I was in there. I had to run my own board, no call screener. It was just me running the board and, and doing that. And, and then I had all these Buckethead show people calling. They were like, oh, you know, you know, he's coming soon. And, and, and I didn't want to, like, give up the gimmick because, you know, you've always been kind of into wrestling a little bit as sure, well, too. Yeah. So, so, so it, was, it, was, it was really great. And one of my favorite bits that you guys used to do was the the glory hole thing i <laughs> i love that back in the day i know that it was now looking back on it, yeah. it might be a little corny but i loved it back then yeah well the the going back to the what i got to real radio so i always that was my dream job i always wanted to go to real radio um i ended up going from jrr to 98 rock in tampa and then when i got blown out there um I got the opportunity to come back. I didn't follow Grabo. Uh, actually, they were they were running Lex. Oh, and the hideout, Terry. the hideout. Well, they had the that? hideout, and then they and then after them, it was Lex and Terry, I think. Yeah. And then then they brought me on board, and Russ, you know, was was part of bringing me to the station, and mm -hmm. very Russ has always been very supportive of, of me, um, yeah. which I appreciate, and and he came up with the idea of having you on, but the problem, I don't know if you ever knew this or not. But like halfway through the bit, the problem was, is you actually were doing a good job. <laughs> so, so Russ calls me and he says, we got a problem. Uh, it's, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember you know, completely, but I was like, oh, what's the problem? He goes, it actually is what Tuttle's doing. It, it, it actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> and he goes, I got to talk to him. I got to tell him to dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. I was like, yeah, please, because nobody's going to want me on the air. <laughs> If he's on the air doing a bang up job, they're going to, they're going to rethink this whole contract thing. So it was funny. Dude, it was a good but, bit. but, but, but Hey, do you want me to be honest though, man? I remember now, let me, let me ask you though. Why do you think Russ did so much? Cause a lot of people forget doc and Johnny and the monsters had oh, yeah. a really good feud going there. I was, I was with doc while. and Johnny when that was. Yeah, happening. exactly. Yeah. Was, was it really as bad? 
because I was just an intern and I looked, you know, I looked at you and Hi. Do you still talk to Hyla at all? Occasionally, you know, um, we'll touch base on social media. I mean, he's, he's, he's always been in his own little world. I mean, he's doing very well for him. I don't know what he does. I know he does stuff like on Australian TV and oh, no kidding. Kind of, um, he's just one of those really creative guys that has 36 hours in a 24 hour day. So he's always doing something and, um, you know, but I, I don't think Hilo was with us. Actually, I'm positive. Hilo was not with us when that feud started and that feud started. If memory serves, the monsters took the first shots because, and we had just been bought by clear channel. Cause we, you were with Paxton, right? At the time. No, 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 no. We, we, we were evergreen and then AMFM. And then it was, we were bought by CBS for a week. And then we made this transition to clear channel. Uh, and this was all happening at the same time, but it was during the, the bad droughts in central Florida and XL always puts on this big red hot and boom show with fireworks and the monsters. Oh, I made remember a, this. I remember this. They came after the event because of the fireworks. And then they just started ripping in uh, to the show. And it was, I mean, I, I don't think there's very few times that I've laughed this hard than when listening to Daniel make fun of Doc. I thought that <laughs> he was calling him like, tur I mean, like even like I look at Johnny, you know, and because they were on middays and we were morning. So we, we, we would listen to that. And I, I, would, I would say to John, I'm like, that shit's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You know, so they were having me call the monsters and, you know, like, Hey, mind you hear what doc, you know, kind of set them up and then yeah. Russ would fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. And, and, you know, it was fun. Then doc ended up calling the show. It got out of control with some of the things. I didn't know. I think doc, remember we used to do the Phillips file celebrity shoot. Uh, and I think doc maybe made a joke about somebody accidentally getting shot or something at one of the events or something. And Russ got really pissed. About yeah. that, I think that's what started got bad. I, I remember that day. Actually, um, that was a lot of me and Stan the Monkey Boy. We were playing the shotgun sound effects, mm -hmm. and we were, you know, I mean, we were kids. We were, you know, young producers in the business, not knowing any better. I mean, again, you look back on a lot of shit now, and you're going like, I mean, yeah. you can cuss on your podcast. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I do. Um. So you know, I don't remember what Doc said, but we were playing the sound effects, and then I know it just infuriated Russ. And then Jimmy said a couple things that didn't set well with Johnny race related. And yeah, oh yeah. then it just got to a point where it, it turned out to be ugly. Um, and then management had to get involved. Who had to step in? Was it, was it Camp Meyer or, or, or did Linda, Linda Bird have Linda yeah. Lim, man, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's big when Linda has to like step in and, yeah. and, and do that. And if people don't know who we're talking about by Linda Bird, uh, when you say she's one of the most powerful women in radio, I, yeah. I mean, you, you, you would have to say she's up there. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. She's, I mean, I've worked for a lot of market managers slash general managers. Um, and I still say to this day, even though my boss in Atlanta is a guy, uh, I, I, one, I'd rather work for a woman, uh, but to, to work for a Linda bird is an honor. I mean, yeah she just is she just she she's a she's a player's coach is what she is mm -hmm. that's what she is she's a player's I, coach 
I got the white couch. I got the white couch firing. I got the white couch firing uh, from Linda once, and uh, Chris Kampmeyer fired me because I I got fired on two separate occasions uh, at, at Clear Channel. And like the one thing I will say about Kampmeyer, Kampmeyer was not like I mean he was cool, but like he just didn't pull any punches. He just was like you know just straight to it. But you know you're in trouble when Linda brings you in and sits you in on that white leather couch. I always yeah. avoided it. I always went oh. to the chair. I always, I always uh, trying to. It was like American Psycho, you know, <laughs> the couch yeah, looking like she, for the plastic on it. She just comes up. Yeah, she was going to start axe. playing Huey Lewis in the background or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, I just I knew that was coming. Now, why? Now, all right. So with COVID and stuff, when was the last time you've been into the studio? Now. I know that you've built this, uh, is it the Golden Scissors studio? Yeah, Golden Scissors. Uh, now, why, why Golden Scissors? And is this where you're doing your morning show from every morning now? Yeah. Uh, well, to answer the Golden Scissors, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. If I, well, uh, uh, so I'm a big, my grandmother meant the world to me. Like I, mm -hmm. anybody that's ever listened to me on the radio at any point in time always knows that my, my grandmother who passed away years and years and years ago was my rock, was my everything. And um, so anytime I can pay tribute to her, I do uh, in the afterlife. So, um, so my grand, as a, as a kid, one of the memories that I always had of my grandma, like older people, not just my grandma, they all women, they would carry these pocketbooks. My grandma would carry this pocket you know, purse, but it called yeah, pocketbook. Yeah, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it was like Thor's hammer. Only they could pick it up. It was so damn heavy. Yeah, it was, but, and it had the greatest candy in it. it. Usually had that strawberry candy or Werther's originals in it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like a clown car. It had yeah. so much stuff in it. You're like, where do you put all this? You know, it's saltine crackers. It was biscuits. It was sandwiches. Why? So she would carry this pair of golden scissors in her studio. Really heavy, solid golden scissors. Now, Tuttle, let me ask you, what do you think she did with those coupons? Coupons. The great guess. She would cut the whiskers on her chin. And oh. when she cut the whiskers on her chin, it was like shrapnel. These things would <laughs> fly. And I just remember as a kid, you know, dodging my grandmother's whiskers when she's cutting with these scissors that I couldn't even pick up. So anyway, I've always remembered that. And I always thought it was a cool name for an LLC or something to that effect. And like that I've got an so LLC cool. called Graham's Purse. So, you know, that's the golden scissor studio. Everybody asked me the same question. Um, COVID, our year up out of the studio is March 17th. We're actually doing a bit on the show. Um, we're doing the pandemies, you know, to mark the year that we've been out. We started, everybody came to my house and I had this back kind of entertainment room where we set up a makeshift studio. Steve, after a couple of weeks, didn't feel comfortable and rightfully so. Cause he's, he, he's got, he a, just a, got married, didn't he? And, and why no, I think he he's, he's been married for a while, but he's got two small kids. And okay. you know, at the beginning of COVID, everybody was terrified. They didn't know. You know, so my daughter, who's a teenager, you know, she'd occasionally have friends over. So, so he was like, I'm out. Like, cool. Totally get it, bro. He goes to his house. They set him up at his house. Brandy eventually is able to get back to the studio. Um, our phone screener, they uh, I tell you, I have always found Brandy hot, hot, hot. <laughs> like I and I'm not calling her weird, but I've always <laughs> been into those weird like Eclectic. I'm not saying. Yeah, like like she is good now. What? How? How is she? Because like you know, I uh like you know, I see her with all the tattoos, trying out weird new things. I mean, I mean, 
that's the type of person you're looking for in radio. You want different. You want unique. Yeah. Brandy, uh, as a person is amazing as a, what I call our production producer is just as amazing. And when I came into the show, I, I was kind of grandfathered some players that eventually changed and we morphed into to what we are now, our own entity. You worked with Nervous Jared too for a little while, I think, didn't you? Yeah, for a minute, um, he wasn't pr in the programming aspect of it. Uh, I tried to to work that in. It didn't work out because he's a talented guy. Oh, I like him. He's a hard worker. Like you're you're never going to find anybody that's going to work harder than than him. I think he's well, he's on what Billy Madison, well, now. Billy Madison now. Yeah. And they're yeah. going through a pretty hard man. Texas is just getting yeah. destroyed. Um, speaking of that, I mean, have you guys had any like wintry storms? Because I know Atlanta, one of my favorite stories is Chipper Jones rescuing <laughs> Freddie Freeman off of the side of the uh, highway uh, during. Yeah, on, on a four wheeler. Um, Snowmageddon. I mean, yeah, Snowmageddon. And, and that was pretty bad. Were you up there for that? Mm -hmm. That was my first year. Yeah. And uh, I had to ditch. I was going to the gym that day and I didn't. Nobody thought it was going to be bad. Literally. By the time I left the, before I got to the gym right across the street at the, the place where I lived at the time, this place called Mableton, which I don't know how I ended up there, but uh, it, it was so bad by the time I went into the gas station to buy a dip and to leave everybody, it was like the walking dead opening. You know, everybody was just scattered everywhere. So I tried to go home and this was all new to me, hills and all that stuff. Um, so I couldn't make it up the hill. And so I left my, my, my vehicle at the bottom. And it was funny because the guy in the gas station that I was talking to, um, we're just, we're talking about the weather or whatnot. And then I ended up running into him walking up this hill, this giant hill mm -hmm. to go to, to my house. And we started talking and he's from Chicago, but he's a UCF grad. And we oh. knew the same people because I'm a UCF grad. I was like, what are the odds, man? I, a freaking snowstorm. And you and I are walking up a hill in Mableton, Georgia. <laughs> we're both, we're both UCF grads. I was like, good luck to you, brother. And that was it. <laughs> now the, the weather now in Atlanta, is nothing like what Texas is getting or, you know, half the other country. I mean, we had a bad run of rain, the, you know, um, depending on when you air it, uh, like today's nice, this weekend's supposed to be nice. Fe January and February in Atlanta, is dreary. It's like the worst two months. But when yeah. you get into those spring months, um, I'm I'm still a Florida boy at heart. I like to get out of the shower and sweat. I love yeah. humidity. You don't get much of that all year round. So you get your seasons in Atlanta, which is why people love it. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 
10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No, baby. Have you have, have you been to Dragon Con yet? Because I used yes. to go to Dragon Con every year when mm-hmm. I was married. With that was our thing. We went up there every single year, and I don't think people realize how big that convention is. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I used to go every year, especially when my son was living with us, and he was at that age. You know, his his fifteen, sixteen year age. Wait, how old is your son now, man? Because it's gonna make me feel really fucking old like um caleb's gonna be 21 god damn it yeah Jesus i mean they're Christ. both my stepkids and, and then ariel's gonna be uh in may she turns 16 so she gets her license so this is a whole new world um, she's a good dude, girl though i dude i gotta talk to you how how was it working you know at excel at the time when so many of the pop music was so big i remember you guys used to get the greatest guests. Like, I mean, you know, because you, we had the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, uh, you know, Britney, you had Johnny Wright, you had, did you ever meet Lou Pearlman when you oh. were, yeah? Do you mm. have any Lou Pearlman stories? I do when I met him. And again, I was a kid <laughs> at the time. I, 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 oh, I just, I'm sure. Well, I mean, that's a bad thing if you were a kid when you met Lou Pearlman <laughs> at the time. So I, I just I just knew that it was such a shady business. Orlando in that pop scene, you know, which was the 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 epicenter of it. Um, there were so many people trying to dip their hand in the cookie jar and they they were just just you could feel the the greed and the the yeah. grime and the dirt and and then you had the the artists or wannabe artists that wanted to be in sync or you they wanted to be the Backstreet Boys. It was the guys that had the natural talent that didn't. And that's 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 the key to success that I've learned uh, all these years in radio is to not care, to care, but not care, you know, to 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 want it, but not want it too much. And these mm-hmm. guys, that's what they had. You know, they wanted it but they didn't overdo it. They need to see the guys that tried too hard. It was like, how shiny can I get my shirt tonight at taboo? <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, that was the guy. Or like, at the okay. Roxy or at the Roxy or, no. you know, because we, they used to do those Monday night fights, fights. at the Rockies and, and like Shaq and like, you would see like Griffey and, and a couple of those guys in there and stuff. It was really, really crazy times. Now you have worked in Tampa. You've worked in Orlando People do not believe me when I tell them how different the oh, audience is totally. from Orlando to Tampa. And it's not even separated by that much because when I was in Tampa, because I worked at the bone, I worked with Calta, I worked with Drew over there. Um, I worked with Spice Boy at the bone, but then I worked the rivalries. You know, we talked Annie and the Monsters. Holy shit, they take that stuff to the next level when it comes to like they are out for blood. Well, that's the old, the old guard, like the new guard. So, yes, to answer the first question, I, and that was one of my biggest mistakes is the ego that I had at the time, um, going from Orlando to Tampa, thinking I've made it, 
And I was like, well, I have such a, a big audience in Orlando, Florida. It's not that far. There's going to be some crossover. I don't have instant, instant success. Nope, not even close. Uh, and then the first year, you know, outside of Fisher at uh, 97X. 97X, yeah. 97X, damn. That was our that was our straight up competition, and he had been there for you know a while. So uh, and I, I Fisher started with Doc and Johnny, so I'd known Chris. Oh you know, man, he for, you know he was at the Crow too. Do you remember yeah. the Crow? Yeah, Fisher and Boy, sure yeah. at the Crow. Yeah. Um. So, you know that was our competition, and we weren't winning, but we needed a while to get our, our feet under. Then they bring Bubba back, and Bubba oh, is a god in Tampa, you know, and. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, shooting a BB gun at a tank that second year. And then there was a lot of, and I was the BB gun. There was a lot of internal issues that I was having within the building, not the show, but in the, you know, with management and, and it wasn't all their fault, by the way, a lot of it was my fault. I did so many things wrong. um, That's, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I did because I learned, you know, to, to get me to where I'm at now, but But that's what radio is. So it's all about learning. Like we've all made mistakes. We've all done dumb shit that we shouldn't have done. You know, who's doing really well in Tampa crash, crash. Yeah, I know. Crash, crash. And, and, and that's crazy, man. Like it's weird how like, you know, everybody was wanting to listen to a lot of FM talk. now, how much music are you guys playing in the mornings up in Atlanta or, or oh. you, are you doing more talk or like, well, we just, um, within the past, like six months, they, we added two songs, which I'm a talk show host, but that yeah. was, you know, th- there's more to the story and, you know, I try to pick my battles and it just, yeah, well, of course, it. I got to play this song. Like, are there times where you're like, nah, this stuff is so good. Does management give you a little bit of lead? Yeah, way? this, this is, you know, yeah, they're, they are. That's why it's not that big of a deal because I understand what they're trying to accomplish. And it's actually a compliment to us because we are the staple of the station. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're able to step outside your own ego bubble and understand what they're trying to accomplish by adding music, you know, and that's what I had to do. I was like, okay, I get it. Um, but I've never once had my program director and we drop songs all the time. If we're running late, say you didn't play, you know, he's not that guy. And he's even told me, he's like, look, the reason we're doing this is to brand the rest of the station with the new form, you know, not new format, but the, the new rock sound and blah, blah, but it has to start with you guys. You're helping us. And this, and this, and this is what, you know, he's the boss. That's what he wants to do. That's fine. I got no control over that. Um, but you know, he, He's never once said to me, dude, you dropped a song. What, what's going on? Um, which is great. I mean, it's pretty much hands off. They, they leave me alone for the most well, that's part. That's good, man. I mean, as, as, a, as a host, that's kind of what you want, though, right? Like, you only want to hear from them when the book comes out and say, hey, great job. You know, remember Cam, Cam Meyer would come down. Uh, they, I would always see it like Russ and them. You, the only time Cam Meyer would come down and talk would be like, Hey bud, uh, great job on the uh the book this uh week uh or this uh this quarter. Great job, you know, and that was about it. Or if we when we really got in trouble. Yeah, you know. Now I wanna ask you this. Um Lindsay. Lindsay works on your radio station. Yeah, Lindsay Murray. She's great. Uh dude, I love her. And I remember the first time I met her. 
because Bubba yeah, she's got was Florida sent, ties. Yeah. Yeah. Because her being down in Fort Myers, I met her at a Bubba of that. And 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 that was that was great. And then she went up to Chicago, worked at the loop and yeah. stuff. And but I, you know, I think that's a great rock. One hundred point five being able to have her back there, I think, is amazing. She's talent. Um, she's a yeah, she's a, she's a big she's a she's a she's a big deal. I mean, and I know they have her do other stations too. She's got a great voice, great cadence. She knows her shit. And uh she, and I'm not trying to be creepy, but I love watching her work do out. squats. Yeah, squats. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, but no, so so now up in Atlanta, how was it? Now, did you go at come after the regular guys? Because I mean, that was a heritage station. I think uh, Larry and them had come back there. Was was that weird following such a heritage show like that, or or were you right after them? Um, yeah. So he gets fired, and then I come in right afterwards, like literally two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said earlier. How some of the you know guys were grandfathered in. It was a transition period. I mean, the guy built a brand, which is, uh, you know, anybody in this business that sees any, you know, that's one thing I don't like about our business is you can't compliment. Other, you automatically got to hate somebody because, yeah, I know. you know, it drives me insane. You know, I don't know the guy. I've met him once, um, but I know what he built and that's commendable. And I knew that it was going to be either a sink or swim tr- uh, transition. The problem was when I first came in, they, they didn't, they they didn't put as much trust and they they didn't put as much on me as they should have. I'm a, I'm a a really smart radio person. Oh, dude, without a doubt. I've done this before. And they, so the first year I just literally sat back and watched and I'll never forget, you know, our ratings were decent at the beginning, which, you know, you always get the kiss usually. And then we just dive bombed. And I, I was taking a nap one day. I get woken up by my then program director and he calls me up and he's screaming at me. He's like, you're in 22nd place and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, dude, you need to one, stop screaming at me. And two, this is not my fault. This is your fault. You guys wanted to call us the rock morning show. You didn't want to call us Bailey and Southside. You didn't want to give us an identity. You know, you still wanted to do stuff that the regular guys did. You know, when a show radio has to move on from their past shows, they Mm -hmm. have to reinvent themselves. If there's a brand, you know, if you're going to follow a heritage show that was a juggernaut, you you know, if you're going to follow a a Bubba or you're going to follow a Howard or you're going to follow a a regular guy. What about Jim Phillips? You know, you know, dirty Jim Jim Phillips, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy had to follow Jim Phillips and, and I can't even imagine, you know, having to follow Mr. Phillips like that. You've got to do you. And the problem that we have, me included, is that you're always worried about who you're following. It wasn't necessarily that in Atlanta, but in Orlando, I had a couple runs like this in my head, is that you have to do you. And when you focus too much on trying to appease the haters of the past show, um, that's when you get caught up and you get trouble. You have to pretty much say, GFY, go fuck yourself. This is who I am. This is what I do. You either like it or you don't. I will build a new audience because there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yes. Radio people, me included, in the past have issues with that. But anyway, so 
when I said that to him, I said, you've got to listen to me. And he did. And we made some changes, you know, a lot of changes and we skyrocketed and we had these huge ratings for like three years straight. I mean, I mean, ridiculous. They're leaving you alone now. Like they're letting you just kind of do your own thing now. It's like, let, let Jason do his thing. Now, not a lot of people remember this as well too, you know, following another big show, following a show after, especially the way things went down, you took over after Shannon Burke, right? Mm -hmm. That I remember getting that phone. I was answering the phones uh, for the monsters that morning. They were like, Hey, you might want to check out the uh, orange County mugshot right now (laughs) because of something. And mm-hmm. then the 911 calls came out. What what was like what was that like following that show which was doing really great in the ratings and 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 the way that things went down. Well, Shannon and I um I actually got Shannon hired in Atlanta. Um so Oh he, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, I, you worked I, with Shannon. Now, I forgot about that. You and yes. I got him hired up here. I, I, no I would, I, 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 there was a news talker that my company Cumulus owned that was right down the hall. And the program director at the time was auditioning these people. And I remember walking by the studio and, you know, the speaker you can hear, and they had this guy auditioning for the job. And for 20 minutes, the guy's talking about how he wants to, you know, how radio needs to change and how he's going to change. I'm like, who the fuck are you? And need Shannon. It made me so angry to listen to this guy. I walked into the program director's office. I said, listen to me. I got the guy. Get this guy out of here. This guy's bothering me. I said, call this guy. I go, his name's Shannon Burke. Let me give you his phone number. Shannon struck gold, though, when he came up to do his audition. He got handed this story, which was right in his conservative house (laughs) of a of a like muslim woman steals american flag and then the the husband of the victim calls (laughs) shan i mean like you couldn't have asked for anything better like he was hired on the spot and then of course they took the station away and the last thing shannon said to me when i saw him up here he goes thanks for giving me the fucking job (laughs) (laughs) brother man i'm sorry i just tried to help so anyway to answer your question so shannon and i shared an office Shannon was a very big supporter of me when I came to Real Radio. He was great to me. He would call me at nights. He would participate in the show. I would see him in passing uh, in the office. I briefly knew him when he was doing the AM stuff and I was at XL. I'd see him in the hallways in the morning. We were cordial. Um, and then that morning that everything came out, I was walking into the gym and a coworker had texted me and said, Are you ready to do middays? And I said, what are you talking about? Sends me the link. I'm like, oh, shit. So, you know, then I find out what's going on and, and I get on the air and, you know, kind of, you got to have to talk about it and stuff. And so it, you know, I think, um, because he messed up and obviously he knew he messed up. I mean, it was a he time. Did his time. He did his time. Yeah, I mean, did his time. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he knew he messed up. So I think the audience knew he messed up. So the audience knew like, you can't have the guy stay on the air. So, all right. So you put this buckethead guy in, which is a totally opposite show than Shannon's. And we had some really good success out of the gates. Um, when but then they tried to shoehorn people onto your show, I think at, at the time. Like who? I, well, I mean, I don't know. Bring an auto back. That was my call. Oh, that was your call. Okay. Yeah, I, did, was, I did not. I did not know that. And I love auto. I just, 
I did not know, like, you know, and I think Otto is very, very talented. I always thought that that was like a management. Decision. No, that was, that was my call. They, they had asked me, um, who I wanted to bring in as my number two. And it, my, my decision, I didn't know him at all. I just knew him from Jim's show. And, and, and I like super talented, the voices. I mean, he's, he was, the, he was great. The way I saw it was, um, the guy for years had been like a fourth mic. He, he needed a shot. The audience knew him. It would buffer, you know, me with some of the haters because he was a staple. He had been there for so long. So there was a little politics being played. One of the reasons I brought him in. And at the beginning, it worked out great. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't, it didn't turn, obviously it didn't turn out the way that I mm -hmm. wanted it to because it all kind of ended badly with everybody on the show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but. Wasn't Bull, Bull, Bull seemed a little like. Uh, oh, he turned heel. Of, yeah. Otto yeah. turned heel on me. Bull turned heel on me. They all turned heel on me, you know. And now. You, and you know, oh, let me say that. And yeah, I, I always take, I try as I grow, as I, as I try to become a better human being. It, it's for people that never say it's their fault. The, the first thing that I always ask myself now, and it was really after that experience is what did I do wrong? And there is plenty of things that I did wrong at real radio. Uh, unfortunately, because that was my dream job. Now, am I happy? I moved on financially yeah. money wise. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but you're living in Buckhead right now. No, 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 no. I'm in. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at the background. I'm looking at, that nice woods you have your studio set up on. Like <laughs> I do my show on a uh, iPhone eight, as you can see with a uh, directional microphone, uh, a Wi-Fi hotspot in a 2005 or no 2006 beat up PT cruiser. So yeah. that's, that's what I've been uh, brokered down to. Now, this is a serious question and I, and I'm seriously not trying to stir up any shit at all when I ask this. Okay. Um, somebody at real radio has become like big, big time. Sabrina, Sabrina was on your show for a little while. Correct. Yeah. Um, she was our intern. And, yeah. Now a lot of people are like, oh man, she was like, you know, that, that uncut gem, you know, and, and, and she exploded, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, uh, Buckethead didn't use her right and stuff. Like, did you did you get along with Sabrina or like is that just people talking out 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 of line? No, I, I no, I mean that's their opinion. Um, they're probably right. I mean, when I had her on the show again, I was a different radio personality too at the time. So, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to like you know. No, no, like, I don't mind talking about this stuff. I, there's, I mean, there's honest answers that that aren't bad. Um. I don't know what she's become. I know she got hired with the news junkie when yeah. I left and she's a big she's part of the she, show. Yeah. She's become, she's become like, you know, I'm not saying like on a sexy Savannah level type, but for female radio personality, she's like one of the big names on the station now. And, and, and that's great. And she's grown. Yeah, that's great. So I, well, with that being said, yeah, I probably didn't use her, you know, but she wasn't, on my show hired to be a second mic. She okay, was an yeah. intern. Now, where I probably fell flat would be my style at the time was still kind of that, you know, guy 18 to 34 rock, you know, immature, you know, bitty type of stuff. So, I mean, I knew the, the also the problem in radio is and unfortunately 
people that just get into radio, like the way that I was brought in, the way that you were brought in, dude, you used to have rulers snapped over your back. I thought that shit was hilarious. Dude, man, I have have CTE from all the concussions and stuff. (laughs) Like seriously, like- You were were buried in cement and people still to this day remember that bit because it was brilliant. But here's the thing is that young people now that get into this business, and I'm not saying that um, um, Sabrina's one of them, but they take everything very personally. They have to understand that when we were brought into this business, it was a very, it was a hazing process and everything is for entertainment. It's yeah. never personal. It's always business. And if you can't accept that, then, then get out. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. When I went to Bubba, though, that's when the, the, um, the hazing got set up to another level. Do you realize that... I- <laughs> uh, and it was the first one that could finish. And we all had to like stare at each other while we were doing it. And I completely lost, but I got a hundred dollar bonus because this very large African-American man jizzed on my knee and, and I got a hundred dollar bonus for it. See, now here, that's here, yeah. here's the, here's the, here, like, I think that's funny, right? But you know, you're talking to a 45 year old dude that grew up in the age of Stern, you know, and stuff like that. In 2021, you go to a 22 year old and you tell them that they're going to file a lawsuit. So, (laughs) yeah. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying it's, it's a mentality back to my point with Sabrina. Did I not use her properly? You can always go back and second guess people. Did you not use them properly? Did I not use auto properly? Did I not use, I, I honestly could tell you yes to all those things looking back now. But then I didn't know. So, you know, I, I'm not, you know, everybody makes mistakes. You were growing, though. You were still sure. getting your, yeah, you were still growing. Uh, one last thing. The other horrible stunt that I had, I was, um, I had an expandable butt plug put <laughs> in my anus for, uh, it was whoever could take the most pumps out of three other dudes on the show. And I backed out of that one immediately after the first pump. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, working with Bubba was, I mean, like they take it like, because you got to remember Bubba comes from that wrestling lifestyle. It's like, you got to take your bumps. You know, he used to call me the baby heel. He was like, he was like, you know, people, people call you the heel, but you baby face people love you, but you know, you're the dick. You know, I made I made my name for Bubba when I was covering the Casey Anthony trial. You know, I got I got Cheney Mason to flip me the bird. Remember that that famous mm-hmm. picture of Cheney yeah. Mason 
Yeah, that was me because like they they were ignoring me the whole entire time. And I told him, I said, if you guys are not going to answer my questions, I'm just going to ask you the most ridiculous shit in the world. And 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 I asked the one question because Cheney wrote about it in his book. I asked the uh, female paralegals, I said, are you guys worried that you're going to spend so much time with Casey that your cycles are going to sync up with each other? And <laughs> and Cheney Cheney got so mad at that and, <laughs> and like cursed me. But it but I mean, it was just weird stuff, man. But Jason, I I am so happy for you. I apologize that I'm doing this in my car. But you know how Orlando traffic is. I don't know if you've been here. They have I4 completely, no. completely messed up, man. This, but see, if this, you would have never told anyone and if you're just doing the audio of this, they would have never known. You sound fine. You sound clear. You did a great mm-hmm. job. They would have not. No one ever even known that you're. In your car, continuing to look over your shoulder like you're getting ready to get carjacked. Well, no, no. Well, I'm on Landstar right now. Do you know? Do you know where Landstar? I'm on Landstar no. and 417. Like, um, I'm on. Yeah, I'm at a 7-Eleven that used to look like it was a uh, Sitco um, park. That's where yeah. Tom and Dan are at now, man. What about Tom and Dan, man? They they are killing it, dude. I have so much respect for them. Um, they. You know, like you're, you're doing a podcast. I have a podcast, a couple podcasts and they, they, they were ballsy enough to say we're done with the corporate stuff. You know, they obviously had issues with the the situation that they were in and they said, you know what, we're going to risk it and do this, which at the time was new. Like, I mean, it Mm -hmm. was kind of on the same lines as internet radio a podcast. This is how long ago it was. And I just remember going, God, I idolize you guys. I have so much respect because I am always a fan of somebody that tells the man to go fuck themselves and has the ball. They brought him back, though. They brought him back after after they said, hey, hey, after they tell management to go fuck themselves, management still brings them back and says, hey, we want you to do night. Yeah, I tried to hire Daniel to come up and be my producer when I first started. And um He's like, no, man, this is a good thing. It's going to be big. <laughs> and I was like, all right, good for you, dude. I mean, he's one of the most talented guys in this man, business. Hands down, so by, by far. Daniel is, I, I've always been such a huge fan of him as a, as a person and as a talent. Like he, I would have, and I've ne- probably never will. He never seen ever, but I would have loved to have worked with him. And you go back to when he worked with Drew, when Drew. he just got into the business. God, they did some of the best radio. Those those prank phone calls that they used to do at night were were they used to do this one where Daniel would play a woman and Drew they would call a bookstore and it we and Drew would act like he was looking for a book on anger management and you could hear Daniel in the background acting like a woman like bitching <laughs> at Drew and Drew was like shut up bitch and was just would just like start beating him and the you know acting. It was some of the funniest stuff. Do you and, remember when and, he would call like Home Depot and ask about uh, yeah, white, yeah, 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 the cock. <laughs> but but then we would play, make him say, "On, oh, do you remember when Dom? You remember Dominic? Uh, yeah, the pizza guy. The, the pizza guy would come in. Man, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, Jason. But man, I'm so proud of you. Tell people once again where they can check you out. Rock 100.5. Uh, you guys start six, or do you guys start earlier? Yeah, so the radio morning show, Bailey and Southside, Rock 100.5 out of Atlanta. Uh, you can go to baileyandsouthside.com. You can you know listen anywhere. Also, I just started a, a new podcast, which is surprisingly 
having a lot of success. <laughs> I'm still trying to understand my producer kind of pushed me into this direction of doing this Bailey's black cloud podcast. I kind of known for always having issues with anywhere I go. And so now I'm sharing those stories and it's just a 20 minute, you know, podcast and we're, you know, like into our fourth, fifth episode and it's blowing up, which is great. I love it. I check it every day. I'm like, Oh my God, look how many people are listening to this. It's so cool. And then I've got my grilling podcast, which we'll probably bring back in the Dude, spring. You, you've been grilling. Grill. You've been grilling a, yeah. a big green egg. You've been using no, the Kamado. Kamado oh, Joe. The, oh, okay. Yeah, See, yeah. Uh, BGE is what everybody's using down here. You know? Oh, yeah. No, no, nothing against. Do you know who the marketing guy for big green, they're both Atlanta based companies. No, I did not. Okay. So do you know who the marketing guy is for bring a big green egg? They're like no, popping no. him. Rob DeMarco. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. A web guy in Clear Channel in Tampa for all those years. And I think he used to be on with Bubba for a minute. And then he did that racing show. He's a big race car guy. I had no idea he lived up here. I was having some trees cut down. Ends up the dude cutting the trees is his cousin and telling me who is who, who he is. I'm like, I know that guy. Then I reached out to him and we talk occasionally and we talk on social media, but he's the market. You know, he hates that I, I grill on a Kamado gel, but uh, I just, that's, you know, everybody's got their brands, man, I guess. You got your sponsorship, man. Hey, if there's anything going on down here, like you want me to do man on the street stuff, uh, always let me know. I'll be more than happy to go out and, and record some stuff if you ever need anything. Were you in Tampa? Like, can you do Orlando I, and Tampa? I, I'm, I, I'm Orlando and Tampa. So, I, I mean, any of that stuff you need, let me know. I, I'd be more than happy to... You know, if there's some stuff going on the street right. or whatever, you want me to go out and cover, let me know. I'll go, I'll go out and get audio for you. Well, who do you, who are you working with? I'm just, I'm strictly podcasting. Really? You making money off this? I got five sponsors. Good for you. How do you, how do you charge them? You mind me asking? Uh, well, okay. Well, this is what I do is I go and I say, give me 30 days. Give me 30 days to be able to prove to you that I can show you some traction. And these people come back and they renegotiate with me. I just picked up a new one called floridacannabiscoach.com uh what he does is he wor he walks you all the way from the beginning his his older audience he uh he goes and he helps you find a doctor helps you get your card goes to the dispensary the first time with you finds wow. what strain works for your ailment uh i have starfire transport who will transport anything for you i got my my merch guy stitchyouup.com I got Good Life, uh, Good Life Organics, and and VaporShades.com. I'll send you uh, some sunglasses if uh, you're interested. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, man. Well, good for you. I, 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 do you want to get back into terrestrial radio? Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I I I've, I've been talking with Bubba a little bit, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, me and me and Bubba have had our falling out a little bit, but he always seems to bring me back. So I guess he likes me. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And, 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 and like, I've been, I burned a lot of bridges and, and I've repaired most of them so far, you know, and, and yeah, what did and you do? I, I always hear these stories about you and I'm like, all right, you're on with the monsters and then you got heat with Russ and then you're on with Bubba and then you got heat with mm -hmm. Bubba. And then it's like, it's just, I take shit personally. I just take personally with you're like me. I love radio. I love radio and, and I was with the monsters and real radio for 10 years. And, yeah. and, and when I got let go, I took it personally. I was like, fuck them. Fuck you. You know, yeah. like I, I just got mad and, and, and I took it personally. So, 
Yeah, you can't. That was know. Fat Tuttle, too. I remember Fat Tuttle back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Fat Tuttle. Dude, I've <laughs> gone up and down. Listen, man, I, I, all I do is exercise. I'm sober a year and a half now. Good for you. I, I, I've, uh, I'm actually, I'm one to do an MMA fight coming up soon, like, because that's the type of shape that I'm getting into. I just want to do it. I'm not saying I'm a tough guy, but I just want to say that I, that I've done it. Good for you. Well, so, if you, got, so, so if you got anybody on uh, Bailey and Southside that maybe wants to take on uh, a, a scrawny 41 year old uh, a white trash nerd, uh, I'll be more than happy to come up there and, and, and we can make it happen. I'll give my phone screener, Nikki D. Uh, she's uh, she'll, she'll come down and she'll throw a few blows. I don't oh, know, you man. know that I am the intergender champion. I, I know I'm, you are. I, I'm, I'm 42 and one. I, the only woman I lost to was Christy Martin, who was uh, the, the heavyweight woman's champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, Southside, uh, is a pretty big dude. Like, I mean, we, I mean, does, does he want to take on like a, a 165 pound, uh, nerd kid? I think Steve's, uh, stunt days are, 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 are past him. Uh, that was one of the things that when we first start working together, I said, it's like, I ain't doing no more of that shit. Those days are done. You're, 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 you're a manager now. You're no more a, a waiter. And, uh, I think Steve and I are. Uh, at, the, at the same point in our lives where we're just kind of too tired to do too much of this stuff. We're just Bubba, like, Bubba put me in a coffin full of blue crabs. That one was pretty bad. That's crazy because blue cla- crabs are extremely expensive. I'm a Maryland born <laughs> guy and uh, <laughs> I know what a bushel of blue crabs go for. So to throw but out the they- money for a bit like that, I hope that somebody ate those crabs afterwards. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, Jason, I, I appreciate it, man. I miss you, buddy. And I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Hey, by the way, with those podcasts, you can go to jasonbailey.com yeah. uh, to download those podcasts. Uh, Tuttle, uh, keep your head on. You're an extremely talented, passionate dude. I've always had mad respect for you. Don't take shit personally. People need you more than what you realize because people like you. And uh, that equals ratings dude. and currency. And I'm not bullshitting you. You need a man on the street to come out and do some audio and, and do some stuff, man. Like, all I'm looking to do is uh, promote my podcast. So I'm, I'm telling you, I will be your man. You know, I'm not scared to ask anybody anything. I know. And trust me, I will take you up on that offer. I promise you. So don't be shocked if you get a text from me and say, dude, I need, a, need some stunt. I need some street stunt audio, like, by tomorrow. And I know you'll get okay. it to me. I appreciate I, you. I, All right, man. Love you, buddy. Bye. Take care, buddy. See you. Bye. Thanks. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by... Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by JCVoiceOver.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out JCVoiceOver.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? 
tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two D's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?